Hello there, my name is Sabrina. Welcome to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Are you a homeschooling mama? Either a first timer, or maybe you've already been at it for years. Maybe you're just thinking about it. I want to encourage you on this journey. Tune in every week to learn hard-won wisdom, practical advice, and tips from other homeschooling moms. You can do this. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about encouraging your child who may have a business mind, an entrepreneurial type of mind, a talent or a skill that they would like to take further in their life. Uh, An enterprise, entrepreneurial is just from the French word enterprise, which means a project or undertaking, a startup that requires effort and often outside the box kind of thinking. And it's interesting when you think about homeschooling moms, we definitely are entrepreneurs in a sense, because we definitely think outside the box in that we see that traditional schools don't fill the the needs of our families as far as education goes. And so we create our own education systems within our own family. So we are entrepreneurs, moms, and it's not surprising that we often give rise to kids who may be the same way. So today I'm going to chat with my daughter, Amy. She's my go-getter, and she's going to talk about her journey into her photography business. So enjoy. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey to photography? So, uh, my name is Amy, as you probably already know. I am currently a junior at Arizona State. I am studying engineering at this time. I started, I guess I, I discovered photography when I was in eighth grade through a photography Can we, can we just back up for a sec? You said you're studying engineering, and that sounds so different from photography. Can I know, you just say what you mean by engineering? But that's such a long, that's such a long, so it's the engineering program at Arizona State. It is, they call it engineering. I'm considered an engineering student, but I'm doing everything but engineering, except for the fact I have to take a pre-calculus class. Um, I am studying the technology that we use to communicate to others, so that is photography, videography, um, animation, web development, all that stuff. So that's kind of what I mean by engineering. I'm not studying how water goes through the streets or anything. Gotcha. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, so I discovered photography in eighth grade through a homeschooling class and that was kind of my first exposure to the art. I, really, really enjoyed it. At the time, there were some other adults, I'd say, that were parents or either graduating, graduated students uh, at the school who were also photographers. So those were kind of my main influencers uh, when I was starting out. I didn't have social media all throughout high school, so I never was really, really exposed to what we now refer to as like influencer photographers or anything. I just knew 
the people that were actually in my homeschool group who had who were putting out good work and I knew that I kind of wanted to be like them um so I started you know photographing I just jumped right in I when I was finished with that class I didn't have my teacher had stopped teaching because she was busy and so I basically only had YouTube uh till I started college so all throughout high school I basically just taught myself portrait photography because it was something I wanted to do and that was my only way to learn pretty much and then of course I just had to do it I started reaching out to friends and family and asking to photograph I was constantly photographing and that's how the whole thing really started so when you took that first class in eighth grade you didn't have a very special camera at all no it was I started out with you know, just your normal point-and-shoot camera because that's what I had and that's what the teacher said would be acceptable, and so that's what I started with. It was kind of like a little $50 basic digital. I, I had one of those small, you can the type that you can fit in your pocket. It was a pink Casio camera. That was $50, but then I do remember getting a... It was still a point-and-shoot, but it was a bit bulkier, um, and that was $200 camera. And I used that for the longest time. And then that Christmas, uh, you guys gave me the first DSLR, which is, in short, it's a camera that you can take the lens off of and you just have a lot more flexibility. You can shoot manual on it. So, Can you just talk a little bit about what it was about photography that you liked so much, um, you know, being introduced in that class and what it was that sparked your interest? I think it was communicating with people. I think it was the ability, because when I first started, I really only could practice on children. Uh, None of my friends were really up for modeling, and whenever I did have them model, I was kind of discouraged because, of course, they weren't models, which, no no hate on them, but it was just, I wasn't able to get my vision to come through with people my own age it just wasn't I wasn't at a good place where I could properly communicate so I practice on children and with children you can't tell them what to do because they won't listen to you so you just photograph what they're doing and you capture emotions as it happens and so I think I really enjoyed kind of the thrill of the chase of like oh what kind of photo you get to get and how's it gonna look is it gonna turn out well and most of the times they did turn out well and then the second part of that of what really drew me in was getting to show it to their parents because you're suddenly presenting them with this beautiful image of their child which is not necessarily posed but it's how the child looks it's the expression that the child has on an everyday basis and parents really enjoy seeing that mm-hmm. and you had a supply of kids yeah i had about 4 to 5 at the time nieces and nephews yeah not my children I was not a parent at that time right okay and um then so you were presenting these photos of of kids to your siblings siblings. yeah yeah and maybe they were just faking the reactions but I enjoyed the reactions yeah so I remember when in eighth grade when your teacher came to me privately and said that you really had an eye for photography and that you were very talented and that was 
really good for me to hear because I knew that she had found out something about Amy that I didn't know. And she said, you know, she could really use a very good camera, which is what we ended up doing. So would you talk a little bit about this whole transition into knowing you loved it and then um, wanting to think about it in terms of a business? So I don't think I ever viewed photography as a hobby. Um, I don't think that was ever on the table for me. Um, I kind of knew from the get-go that I wanted to get into the photography industry. Uh, even when I first started out and, you know, wasn't very good, it wasn't It wasn't ever a maybe this isn't right for me. It was just a you're going to get better and you're going to get good enough to be paid and this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. So there was never kind of this like, oh, should I be in business? Should I not? It was always you're going to be in business because this is what you're meant to do. Hmm. See, I didn't know that. I thought you just loved it and it was fun and it was a hobby. Mm, it was a little more like this, this is what I'm supposed to do. And how did you know that? Um, can't really pinpoint. I just knew. Okay. Okay. So you just had that natural talent in you and you knew it was something you wanted to do professionally. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. How do you think homeschooling helped with that as opposed to if you had been in a traditional school setting? I think the expected answer is going to be like time just because traditional schools eat up so much time. But ultimately, homeschooling contributed way more than just time. It gave me confidence. It gave me communication skills. People often think that homeschoolers don't know how to talk, but that's actually a majority of the time the exact opposite because we're forced to talk to such a more diverse group of people than if you were just with your peers every single day. Um, homeschooling, you know, also gave me independence. Um, the whole point of homeschooling is learning to do things on your own and you need that grit and you need that self-confidence and independence if you're going to just strike out on your own. Uh, especially when you run a business, um, you are your own, you are your only accountability. So I think it just gave me life skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you told me that there were some important lessons you kind of learned early on and that you put into practice now. Can you talk about some of those? Lessons? Well, like, <laughs> um, one thing you said was you have to prepare for disappointment. I remember that. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, when you run a business, you know, you're gonna have to like deal with disappointment like rejection is a huge part of running a business um can you talk about that yeah there have just been times when you know I'm looking for work and I've just straight up walked from I'll, I'll like go to a local shopping center in town and just walk from business to business to business and just like pitching myself and every time not I've only done it once but the one time I did that I got rejected by every single person and it's not like a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you're like not good. It just means like, you know, you're one person out of a million and like, it's just not your time right now. So I think, you know, you just have to prepare for people to like not hire you. Um, 
I mean, same with like, I've sent out cold call emails to businesses and companies, dance companies. I've sent it out to families that I know, um, offering my services. And like, you know, you can send out 30 emails or you can send out a batch of like 40 emails and nobody will, you know, bite. Nobody will take you up on it. And so it's just like, you have to kind of get over it. Um, because there's going to be a time when, you know, something a lot better comes along and you're like, oh, well, maybe if I, maybe it's good that I didn't get hired by those small companies because then I wouldn't have time to do this and I actually like doing this much better. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about a little bit about what your business is like now, what you're, what you're doing, what your goals are now. Um, well, I'm still in college, so my attention is divided. Um, I'm also not planning on being in the location I am in now in the next two to three years. So that's really going to change my entire client base. Nonetheless, I still have bills to pay. So um, as a freelance, I'm always looking for people and companies in need of photo work. I have I have sights on a few different prospects for this coming year, and I'm just taking my time and preparing to send out some cold calls so okay great um what are you what are you primarily doing with your business now what is the what is the work that you're doing kids families oh seniors um, it's divided uh like i said you know when when you are a photographer in kind of a small town a small community you can kind of almost run out of resources when it comes to clients. Not saying that like there aren't any clients, but there there can be times when you feel like you've just literally exhausted your resources. So I'd say it's starting to become a lot of commercial work. It's becoming, you know, photography for businesses. It's um, possibly expanding into the real estate industry. It's when when you have a business and you're looking at it like this is going to be my entire livelihood, um, you have to look for other sources of income. You can't always just do what you dream to do. Like my dream would be just family and children because I love doing families and children and I do it very, very well. Get to do a humble brag. Um, but that's not feasible right now. Um, so I have to look elsewhere. Um Sometimes it even goes as far as teaching it. Right now I'm teaching photography to children, which is actually very, very fun. And I didn't expect to enjoy. I mean, I knew I I like children and I like talking about things I'm passionate about. But I really do enjoy teaching and I have an amazing class. So it's it's been fun to expand that way. Um, But yeah, it, it comes down to really in some ways being selective because when you run a business and you're as young as I am, there are going to be people who don't want to pay um, for your services. There are going to be people who, um, you know, either because of your age or because of your experience, they're just not willing to pay you for what you can give them and you have to not settle. Um, and just side note for those of lis- for those of you who are listening, if you are ever reaching out to a small business, please never ask someone to do it for free and never ask for a discount like trust me when I say small businesses we're willing to get most of us are willing to give you discounts and we will 
But it's just, it feels like you lessen the quality of our service when you ask it for cheaper. Like, we, we know how hard it is to pay for things. Like, we're having to pay for things. I still have car payments. I have phone pay- payments. I just dropped five grand on, like, tires and, like, tuition and all that. So it's just something to keep in mind is, like, value the small businesses because they have their only li- their whole livelihood um, ends up on this business. Okay. So since this is primarily the people that listen to this podcast are moms, mm-hmm. homeschool moms generally, is there some advice you would give to those moms for encouraging in their own children who might have a talent or something, encouraging a sense of looking toward the future and maybe planning a business around their their uh, what they like to do or their talent? I'd say the best way you can kind of like set up your child for success when it comes to what they want to do is letting your child dream. I know that sounds weird, but we live in a very fast-paced and technologically advanced world. And I think children are really missing out on childhood. Um, We kind of live in this very anti-daydreaming culture and you just get the work done, put your head down and do it. And, you know, a majority of the time, you know, it's good to get your work done. But I think some daydreaming is okay. It's okay to stop and stare, you know, at nature for a while. It's okay to enjoy music. It's okay to just not be doing anything for a while. And um, I think that it allows people and children to sit with their thoughts and kind of get some insight into what they really want to do if you just aren't constantly hounding them to figure something out or do work or constantly be busy like just let your child dream and let them live in some in some ways mm-hmm. let your child be inspired mm, really good I like that and anything you would tell you would suggest to the moms that they um advice they would give to their teens, say, who are really trying to launch a particular thing? I'd say... Or advice you'd give to the teens. Yeah, I'd say some of the biggest things that, like, I've had to deal with when business, when it comes to businesses is, one, your dreams are going to require work, but that shouldn't stop you from pursuing them. The world does not revolve around you, so just get over it and be humble. Um... And know that, know that there is always going to be someone better than you. So don't get caught up on who's the greatest because you're never going to be the greatest. Um, know what you believe in. Believe in it and stand firm in those beliefs because having, it's odd to say, but just having a strong personality is really going to help you pu- push through when times get hard. And when, you know, just life happens, life is hard. So I think having a strong belief system is important. And then this last one is going to sound super cliche, but be you. I know that everyone says that and sometimes it gets annoying. But truly, um, St. Francis de Sales has a great quote and it's, be who you are and be that well. Um, remember... Oh, I like that. Yeah. Remember that you're not comparable because humans are not comparable beings um nobody has the same brain or looks as you do or same personality um you are a child of god and 
you have been wonderfully made and whether you're not whether or not you're religious it doesn't change the fact that you're still made in his image um so i'd say be who you are and be that well Mm, i love that amy that's beautiful anything else you want to say um i'd say for parents since i know only parents are listening it's important to remember that homeschooling is for the benefit of the child um I would kindly like to remember, remind the listeners that your dreams will not always be the same as your child's. Um, I think parents kind of have expectations, have very high expectations for their children, but it's just important to keep in mind that every person's called to something different. So if your child's wanting to be a plumber and you want them to be a doctor, you know, sometimes it's so you need to let go of your pride and just let them pursue what they're called to do. Mm-hmm. Great. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Amy. Mm-hmm. That was great. All right.